Welcome to the Becca Hayes Show. I'm your host, Becca Hayes. And with me today, go ahead, Lance, introduce yourself. I thought it was the wine show, not the but, Becca Hayes show. As in like drinking wine or whining yeah. like I'm whining? Which hey. one are you picking? Which one? It depends on <laughs> I what. I already know which one you'd pick. So I'm not even going to go there. Ass. I should have brought some cheese with okay. that wine of yours. Wow, Dad. You got any more jokes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, With, Becca Hayes. Yeah. Thanks for having, finally having me on your show. Well, um, Lance. Don't go there. No, I'm going to go there. Don't go there. the people need to know. Don't go so there. you were supposed to be on the podcast last week. And we had rain. So wait, but let's just take us. Let's let's go back to Florida when we were celebrating. Our birthday. <sighs> my it's not my birthday, birthday. It's our birthday. Our birthdays. birthdays. Our I, birthday. I talked about this prior, the prior podcast, actually, about how I had to share a birthday with you. Just FYI. Um, with, with the one and only. The, the, le- one, the legend that is. The legend, Lance. What is your last name? Is it? Lance, S- a lot. A lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. How do you, what do you mean? You, what is my? What? Is it Essex? Is Essex? How do you say it? Isaacs. Isaacs. Okay. Lance Isaacs. Jesus. I was close. Whipped. Um, real quick before we get into you is this a Christian show oh if it is I'm getting fired (laughs) (laughs) it's not even close I don't want to be I don't want to be blasphemous yeah sometimes we we praise Jesus and thank baby Jesus on here Um, so going back to Florida just like what a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. we celebrated our birthdays Mm -hmm. and during that time somewhere in there you're like Beck I've never been on your podcast. And I'm like, oh, Lance, well, you should come on in like a few days after we get back from Florida. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm there. I'm totally there. So I think it was a Friday. I was probably drunk at the time. Okay, I Actually, yeah, I will give that to you. I think you were. <laughs> but I did text you after we were sober up, like after a couple of days, I text you. I'm like, hey, here's the time. Come Friday. And you're like, okay, I'm down with your little emojis. And then Friday comes along. And then you're picking up your friend from the airport. Another which, fellow South African. So another South African guy. What's do, his name? Do your, do your listeners even know that I'm South African? Uh, they just think well, I'm. They just think <laughs> this may be a Mexican accent. <laughs> well, we're gonna get into that in a minute. Little, little border hopper. Yeah. Oh gosh, don't even bring that shit up. Well, so you're picking up your friend from South Africa, and you're like, and we were actually gonna have him on the podcast too. You guys were just gonna like shoot yeah. the shit with me, right? Yeah. So excited. Yeah, but we got drinking. And I knew, I had a feeling because my intuition kicked in. I'm like, you know what? For some reason, even though he's confirmed with me, this son of a bitch is going to forget about podcasting with me, even though I reminded him hours prior. Sure enough, nothing. Crickets from Lance. Blissfully unaware. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So then I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I get it. His buddy's in town. I'm going to just let it slide. So I'm like, Lance, come over Sunday. We'll podcast. Yeah. I'm so there. Yeah. Then. Then what happened? Well, then Sunday comes around, crickets again, and I'm well, like, Where okay, the wait, fuck? go back, go back. What? So he, he was in town for mm-hmm. the Supercross event that was happening at the stadium, right? So was he, he was coming just to watch it, or was he in well, it? Well, no, he's uh, he's a riding coach, so he coaches uh, quite a few guys in in the Super uh, Supercross and, uh, and Motocross arena. What's his name? Here in the U.S. His name's Caleb Tennant, South African Caleb Tennant. youngster, yeah. Funny, funny story is that... I used to actually, like, back when I used to be somebody. You still are somebody, Lance. <laughs> Come on. Um, racing in, when I was racing in the World Superbike mm-hmm. arena, mm-hmm. Um, every time I went back home, I would always go back and support the youngsters that were racing motocross uh, back in South Africa. And Caleb was one of the little kids. I would sponsor some of the events with with riding gear and whatever I could, you know, just when I, when I was home mm-hmm. watching what going to watch events and Caleb was one of the kids that were, that were kind of up and coming. And now he's that looked up to you. He's yeah. Wow. No, oh, I'm looking up to him. He's morphed into this. Um, he's morphed into this, um, not just a awesome trainer, but mm-hmm. he's won a couple of, uh, motocross championships. Um, but he's also morphed into this, 
um, social media superstar. Really? If you have uh, coaching. He's he's the uh, one of the main things that he does is he's the coach to the Deegan kids. So Brian Deegan is is one of the Hall of Fame freestyle motocrossers mm-hmm. uh, from the from the U.S. and um, Caleb now uh, coaches his kids who are um, the next best thing. Wow. Yeah. So, and, he, and he lives in California right now, he said? He lives in California right now, yeah. Oh, and he was going to be on my podcast. Thanks, yeah. Lance. He'll, he'll be back. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll make sure. <laughs> I, will, I will. I love you even more right now. Well, 100% make sure that, that <laughs> okay. we. Uh, Heard that, that before. That we. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I will. I will make sure that you chauffeur me to collect him okay. from, from the airport. I'm going to have to. Yeah. I, I realize we, it's come down to that. We do need some responsible, some questionable, responsible when, adulting. Right? And you know what? I'm actually happy to say for once I am the responsible adult in this relationship right now. Okay? So that makes for me... For once. For once. We'll give it to you this week. <laughs> <laughs> this week. I don't know about next week. Yeah. Um. So, so Sunday rolls around and I'm like, oh, you know what? I just have this feeling Lance isn't going to make it. And it was getting close to the time that we said. And so I go on Instagram and I see, oh, Lance has a story, you know, the little ring around your, your mm-hmm. face. And I click on it and is that Las Vegas? <laughs> is, is Lance partying up in Las Vegas? No fucking way. No way. This is an old story. I click on the next story. Motherfucker. <laughs> you're in Las Vegas. And I'm like. Lance, hello. We're supposed to podcast together. Shit happened. I mean, between <laughs> between leaving the the Supercross event on Saturday night and going to both the Monster Energy and the Red Bull after parties, um, <laughs> I I mean, a few drinks that went down the hatch. And I know and, what your uh, few drinks mean. A few and, bottles. Just go ahead and cut it to that. Okay. I mean. <laughs> Okay. It comes in the bottle, so you <laughs> empty it. And I and about two hours sleep, we ended up on a on a uh, the very first flight to Vegas the next morning. Oh my gosh! Um, Did you book it while you were drinking? Maybe. Oh, you don't even remember. Oh my gosh! I can't. I can't. Yeah. Oh my god. Possibly. Oh my god. But yeah. Anyway, we made it on the flight, got to Vegas. I mean. We were there to just turn our hangover into a hang-on at that point in time. <laughs> it looked beautiful, by the way. It like, was. Everywhere I'm, you went in Vegas, I was like, shit, I didn't. I thought it was just dead there. It, surprisingly, everything was pretty open, and, and um, it was it was fun. I, the funny story is the last time I was in Vegas was in 2016. Oh, wow. That's been a yeah. long time. So, and coming back home, back I say back home, back to Salt Lake now. Well, it's kind of your home now. Yeah, it's, it's like your second home. home. Yeah. yeah. So coming back home now, I realize why it's been <laughs> it's been that long. Mm. I do not want to go back there in a hurry. In Vegas? Fuck. Yeah, I'm I've I lived there for six over six years. I'm, It'll rip you a new asshole. Oh yeah. Well, if you go to your level, yeah. Yeah, but for I sure. Mean, you gotta you gotta learn to you can't let, let Vegas play you. You gotta play Vegas. Well I didn't go to Vegas for a haircut. Oh, obviously. <laughs> you got none. <laughs> actually, I don't know. Have you ever grown out your hair? It looks like you actually got a lot of hair, and it's just it's just shaved. I just like it short. You just like it? So you do yeah. have hair? Get up and go. So you're not bald? No, I'm not okay. bald. Okay. Because I could see the, some little, you know, little sprouts. Yeah. Standard black man do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know, right? You got options. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you do, too. Yeah. <laughs> right? You actually live and lived a fascinating life. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think it's so cool. You're from South Africa. Yep. Um, what, born so, and raised. Born and raised in South Africa. Yep. And what it, what is it that you do? And what did you do in your past? Because it's pretty amazing. I do my best. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I do. I do my best. But but yeah, I mean, I born and raised in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, grew up a charmed little life. <laughs> no, my I grew up with very very family orientated home. Everybody in our family loved adrenaline sports, loved sport. I was taught to try everything, succeed at something, and um, it was it. And it wasn't 
it wasn't a it wasn't a, a massive push from family or a massive push or in in any specific direction mm-hmm. um i tried everything from playing rugby as south africans do um is that like the main sport in south africa i have no clue one of yeah yeah is rugby rugby yeah okay we're rug- south africa's we've we're world cha- we current world champions right now. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. You know those those little Tongan guys and, mm-hmm. and Samoan guys that you have running around you. Yeah, around yeah, yeah. In Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah, we whipped their fucking asses. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're not as they're not as big as they think they are. Something in the water <laughs> in South Africa. Fuck. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, we come to fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, long story short, we. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I swam um growing up i played field hockey i got my provincial colors for gymnastics you were um, wait you were gymnastics yeah like you did you do backflips and shit fuck yeah stop it <laughs> you yeah. Re- really fuck yeah can you still do them i'm 43 <laughs> well sometimes if you're you know in gymnastics like it, it stays with you I, I mean how long did you do it for listen I, I'm so curious right now. Well, I was going to get there eventually, but now your listeners need to know. Mm-hmm. I raced motorcycles for a living. Mm-hmm. The list of bones that I have not broken in my body is a lot shorter than the list that I have. Oh, shit. So I'm, I've am i I've got just, <clears throat> I mean, under this facade, I've got the <clears throat> body of a freaking 70-year-old. Are you hurting right <laughs> I'm now? I'm going to have arthritis. Is that why I'm, we drink all the time when we get together? Because you're trying to just mask the pain? Fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I understand you better now, Lance. Yeah. You should fucking... Oh, your poor body. You should ask some questions if, sometime. Right? You know? <laughs> Instead of just always talking <laughs> about myself. I get it now. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, it's, listen. It's it's we, the Becca Hayes 24 fucking 7. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we were in Florida, we had the Becca Hayes show shirts. You remember those? I know. <laughs> what do they say on him, Lance? Do you Don't remember? Don't be a dick. <laughs> wonder where you got that from. You. <laughs> exactly. You inspired those shirts. Exactly. You know, when we were making those shirts, I was like, should I just write dick on his and just be like, listen, the other letters just didn't stick. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it, but I'm like, no. Becca, no. I would have actually, actually appreciated I that more. I know you would have. I thought about it. And I was like, no, I shouldn't. That's, no. Everybody Becca, wearing, don't be a dick. Everybody wearing, don't be a dick. And except me, I'm just dick. <laughs> Where's your other letters, Lance? I don't know. They fell off. <laughs> Only dick stuck. <laughs> uh, it would be fitting. <laughs> right? No, you're not a dick. Um, yeah, so, so anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, I had to grow up competing in sports and you know my parents kept me distracted from every everything else and uh you know as what most young kids do drinking mm-hmm. drugs cigarettes you never uh, got into that nope for real no because i had direction um and <clears throat> what was the parent so you said you had direction so what is it that because I know there's probably a lot of parents listening to this that obviously want the same thing for their kids to succeed in something, whether it's sports or business, whatever. What what was it that your parents did to help you with that direction? Well, I mean, for number for number one, they 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 took an interest, taught me discipline, and and I think with with discipline. Um, you have, and, and, and obviously your parents taking a serious interest in, in the stuff that you're doing, not forcing stuff down your throat, but, but supporting you in, in terms of, oh, what do you want to do this week? I mean, and, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you go through this one week, your kid wants to play baseball. The next week they want to be a soccer player. Hot and cold all the time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when your parents help you to find the one thing that you're good at, um, and 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 it's and it's not really the one thing that you're good at and, and i i always wanted to race motorcycles it was it was what i looked at looked up to my and my my parents went well you you may not be really good at that and it's seriously expensive my parents didn't have a lot of money and dangerous and it's dangerous mm-hmm. but they supported what i wanted to do and and they made it work but i had to do school sports as well 
And when you say discipline, how did they teach you discipline? Well, if I if I wanted to do something, I had to put my mind to it and apply myself to it. Not give it your not, all. Yeah, not not half ass it. Mm-hmm. Um, if my like typical example, I, I like I look at and listen to a lot of guys and kids nowadays playing Call of Duty and this game and oh, PlayStation gosh. and Xbox and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Back in the day, there were arcades. I was not allowed to set foot in an arcade. My kids love arcades and I hate them. My dad would, he would snatch the life out of you. Beat me till the white meat if I was, <laughs> if I set foot in the, in Shit. an arcade. And it, and, and that was it. I mean, I had better things to do. Oh, you want to race motorcycles? It costs a shitload of money. If you, if you're bored or you want something to do, let's work on your motorcycle. Let's teach you something. Let's teach you a skill. But it's, that takes a lot of time and effort from the parents. Well, no, not really. Because well, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm thinking about nowadays. It's like for me, sometimes I'm like, go ahead and play your DS or your little video games. They play it on their DS, and it gives me a little bit of a break. But if they don't, then mom's entertaining them. But we, but we're in a different era right now. Yeah, we are in a different era, and um, it's tough to it. It's tough to it's tough to kind of instill the same kind of um i don't want to say values but but the 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 same kind of discipline disciplinary channels Mm -hmm. as our parents did back in the day because we had much we had far less distractions true yeah we have kids nowadays everybody not just kids everybody nowadays has access to way too much Mm -hmm. agreed They they have access to social media they have access to information of anything and everything. Everybody is a pro at something, but knows jack shit about anything. Yeah. And it's it's way easier for you to voice your opinion about something and be a keyboard warrior, which I fucking love calling those motherfuckers Mm -hmm. keyboard warriors. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you, the the similarity is, hand somebody who is meek and mild, a gun. Mm-hmm. It instills a false sense of security. It instills a false sense of bravery. Because without, without a deadly weapon or without something, something that, that empowers you to an extent where you're where you would never in a million years find yourself without that you're just an average joe but when you when you're given a platform behind a behind a wall or behind a a a sheet where nobody can actually have access to you you have all the power in your world Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. people are people are far more inclined to to have to take jabs body shame um, bully, mm-hmm. and and bullying comes in many shapes and form. Oh yeah. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think of um, the most recent one that I looked at was um, was a professional athlete like Lindsay Vaughn, mm-hmm. who was she had taken a sabbatical from skiing, and because of her injuries. Yeah. And you know she was in a recovery process, but got body shamed so badly by women. More more body shamed by women, not by guys, as would usually be um, perceived that that those would be the ones, you know, to back her up and be bashing. like, "I stand with you." Yeah, she, they're against her, and it was it was majority of the I can't people mm. body shaming her were women. That makes me which sick. is so sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember reading one woman's comment going, "Look at this bitch," or something to that effect. I'm in my 50s and my body looks 10 times better than hers. She should be ashamed of herself and stripped of all her sponsors. I'm like, how do you? It's so sad that people say things like that. It's a reflection of them. They're they're projecting that onto her. Exactly. And it's sad that exactly. they don't see that. And and you know what? It's it's and 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 this goes for for professional athletes around the world. People always think that professional athletes not most for the most part they think that they're they're assholes. Um, 
arrogant, they're this, they're that. To be a professional athlete or to be a professional, to be a professional athlete in an individual sport is way more difficult because you have to back yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have an entire team to support you in terms of, in terms of football has however many. Mm-hmm. I have no clue, but they uh, got a lot. Baseball has however many, but baseball, baseball kind of is an individual sport to an extent because, mm-hmm. because it's, it's far more tactical for each individual f- for what they're, they're worth on that, t- on that team. Mm-hmm. But, um, in an individual sport, if you don't back yourself and you don't have a certain air of arrogance about you, you're never going to succeed mm-hmm. at any at, to the professional level or to the lengths that you should be or to, to the level that you should be at. Well, it's, it's, it's part of your drive too. Exactly, exactly. And, you and need if, drive uh, to succeed. Not, absolutely. If you're not driven, you're just going to be mediocre. Yeah. And, and I've been fortunate enough to, to have that instilled in me where my, 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 my dad never like would, you know, force me to do anything or, or beat me or beat me up in, into submission. I, I was disciplined enough to know that if I fucked up, my dad would just look at, give me one look or maybe raise his voice at me. Mm-hmm. And I knew, oh, mm-hmm. so you got to step back. Yeah. And, I knew that I needed to it the, the fear of disappointment was was to them was was worse was almost as bad as the fear of the disappoint, disappointment to myself. Mm-hmm. And my dad would always the one thing he would always say to me is like if you want to succeed at anything and I'm giving you the platform to do whatever you want to do just remember one thing I can only take you so far but there's always somebody out there watching. Wow. There's always somebody who's a talent scout. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether they're pr- professional at what they do. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter what kind of influence they have. But when somebody else is watching, it's a sense of pride that, you, that is being placed on you. Mm-hmm. you the, the, the second you can, you can impress somebody or because that one person is going to go and tell somebody else. Yeah, and it word may of mouth. it it may have an, a different impact on somebody else, and and they may go, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to sign this kid up, or maybe I need to sponsor this kid, or maybe I need to do this because I see something of the future in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's it it's it's that kind of thing, and and too far too often parents get get so caught up in selling their kidneys to let get their kids to be the mm-hmm. next best thing the fact that they think that their kids are going to be the next world champion and unfortunately 95 90 to 95% of them don't even make it and pair, and these these you see these households going broke motorsport is an extremely expensive sport and it's not easy to sometimes parents believe more than the kids actually believe agreed i th- my thinking and my guys are obviously very little right now. They're five and six. And I want to just, just kind of what you said, what your parents did. I want to just throw them in like, Hey, try this out. If you like it, then we'll continue it. Like I just want them to be happy in life. Yeah. And if it makes you happy, then continue with it, you know, explore it more. And so I totally agree with you. Some parents are just, it's like, are, do you want this for your kid or do you want this because you never got that chance? Do you see as the other thing? Our PlayStation back in the day was a swing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not as old as you, you but (laughs) (laughs) I had an actual PlayStation. (laughs) I played Xena Warrior Princess. Hey, I'm on. I'm and I'm on an actual fucking game. So (laughs) okay, you really are, huh? Yeah. What game is it? Yeah, EA Sports World Superbike game. So you're actually so when people you pick can, their character, you can, yeah, you can select me on the. Game. It says Lance. Fuck yeah! Shut up! I did. I kind of knew that, but I didn't. I think I feel like you told me that when I was drinking, yeah. <laughs> which is all the time. See. Okay. <laughs> well, when I'm with you, let's just have a bottle. Oh, it's three already. Yeah. Three bottles? What? No, that's so awesome. I fucking love that. Yeah. So, but here's the thing: let your kids play outside. Let them build box carts. Let them build shit. Let, let mm-hmm. them. 
break you things. Bo- are you bored? Go dig a hole. Kind My of. kids were out this morning pl- finding roly polies. Yeah. I sent their asses so, out because so, they wanted to play on their DSs. Exactly. So, so do you want your kids to be indoors irritating the fucking living daylights out of you? Or do you want them outside playing where they have more room than just the f- mm-hmm. the building that they're in? Let them pl- let them play outside. Let them be kids. Let them scrape their knees, mm-hmm. break noses. Okay, lose that's going a little far. I mean, as a mom, I'm like, please don't break a bone. <laughs> break <laughs> limbs. They need to. <laughs> oh, do do they though? You got to break a few okay. eggs to make an omelet. <sighs> I've only broken one bone in my entire life, and that was no. Actually, I take that back. I've broken two bones. One was last year. It was my ankle with Blair. We both. <laughs> it was the Fourth of July incidents. Do you remember that? Do you remember us like getting injured? Yeah, well, I mean, both you and Blair are just like we we go hand in hand all the time. Yeah, Blair. whatever happens to her happens to me. It's fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> Blair's broken. <laughs> I mean, at one point I thought Blair was just a fragile being. She, she reminds me of that doll from uh, what's that movie, the Tim Burton um, Nightmare Before Christmas? You know, the one that has the <laughs> stitches. <laughs> Do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> it's his girlfriend, like the the main character's girlfriend, where he's she's got all the stitches everywhere. I don't even know the fuck her name, but she reminds me of that doll. She just so easily falls apart, like, like a cabbage patch doll. Yeah, yeah. La- <laughs> last year she's like, I'm in the hospital. I'm like, girl, this is like your tenth time in the hospital this year. Like she's yeah. constantly getting shit done. It's a knee and an elbow. Yeah, and- just always. She's like, I got this pop in my neck. I'm gonna have surgery. I'm like. That's normal. I got pops everywhere. Just accept the pops. But she, yeah. used, she used to be hip hop. Now she needs a hip hop. <laughs> I love your little thing. That's funny. Where did it start, your passion for motorcycles? Yeah, I mean, well, my dad, my dad raced motorcycles back in the day in South Africa and couldn't continue um, back then because of apartheid. and He wasn't allowed certain privileges of like even just attending the prize ceremony or a meeting. Wow. So he tried, but just couldn't. It, it was during the apartheid regime. It was just, it was tough. And then um, I guess he decided he wanted to live his life vicariously through me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's been, it's, it's been an amazing journey. Um, he's taken me through the ranks racing BMX. I raced motocross for many years. Then I started road racing, which is the super bike sport bike yeah that's the we call them crotch rockets here in the u.s i mean i do anyways you americans don't really know much we really don't oh i will admit that (laughs) i will but anyway (laughs) um but yeah so so i yeah i ended up racing i ended up racing um road bikes and all that kind of stuff and then i got signed up um when i think it was 1996 i signed my first professional contract in were you born? Ninety six yeah. I was ten I was ten years old. I was born in eighty six. You okay. Well. Is it the, the adrenaline that gets you? That you that the love for racing these yeah. crotch rockets, these super bikes? Is it, it is, the adrenaline? It is the it's not just the adrenaline. I mean it's it's a it's a it's a s- very niche skill, <laughs> if I can put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean you you need to have you need to have a very calm temperament and a nerve for for what for what it is and what it represents. Why is that? Speed, the speeds that we do. Okay. Uh, people just some people just think you know, okay, you ride motorcycles and you just got to sit on the thing and twist twist the throttle. We're doing speeds of excess in excess of two hundred miles an hour. Motorcycle. Oh my god. Motorcycles right now are doing speeds of up to, I think this week. Um, two hundred and two hundred and thirty miles an hour right now. So, do you have to wear certain gear? I mean, obviously, it's got to be somewhat light, right? Yeah, we wear we wear leather leather outfit. Just it's all leather. Yeah, like shoulder pads and shit. So when you fall, uh, oh my god, I can't even imagine you falling from a bike going at that at top speed. Have you ever crashed at top speed? I've run out of talent a few times. That's for sure. And what did you break bones? <laughs> like what happened? I mean, obviously you you made it a lie, so that's good. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, barely. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning now had, that you're just in pain every day. <laughs> I've had, I've, had, I've rung my bell a few times. Oh I mean, I've God. I've got both my 
but my rotator cuffs are torn right now. It's far easier just to let them so stay, they're, stay that way than than then have surgery. Than have surgery right now. I'd much rather have the surgery when I'm done. Oh my god. My knees, I mean I've broken my tib fib, broken ankles, broken heels, broken hands, toes. I've broken my toes a few, a few times. I've almost lost fingers. I'm surprised you have. Let me see your hands. Pull them up right now. Is there anything? Wow, you got all of them. That's well, good. I mean, b- barely. They were going to cut these two off, but. Why were you? Do you have feeling in those? No. No, really. there's no feeling? No tendons in the top of that. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I've seen you. You got tons of scars. Yep. Shit. Scars add character. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, y'all. It's Becca Hayes here. And here's some fun facts for you. Utah is ranked number three as the most toxic state in the country. Lead, arsenic, fluoride, chromium-6, that's the Aaron Brockovich chemical. Remember that movie? And there's hundreds of more toxins and chemicals found in your tap water. And all of these chemicals are known to cause so many diseases. Here's some big ones for you. Cancer, infertility, Alzheimer's, and the list goes on. Enough is enough. I switched out my entire water system in my house. So now I'm drinking and also my kids are drinking chemical and toxin-free water. And I can feel the difference. And I have the solution for you, Enaviv Water. It's an independent water research and consulting firm. So they have two sides. They have the research side where they come out and test your water for free. It's for free. They come out, test it, and then they tell you what's in your water. Don't you just want to know what you're drinking? I think you should know. Get your water tested today anywhere in the United States. They can test your water and help you fix the problem. Check out my friends at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com or call 801-993-0080. If you mention my name, Becca Hayes, they will give you half off a chemical remover. Chemical free is the way to be. Turn, I have actually a tattoo on my side that says turn your wounds into wisdom. Exactly. But it's more mental right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some physical scars. I actually have a burn, a big-ass burn on my back when I used to race... Believe it or not, this is something you don't know about me, and a lot of people don't. I used to race for fun. I was actually never like in actual races, but I just did it with my buddies. I used to race quads, and we would race up. Okay, it was for me. (laughs) I'm kidding. I was like 19, 20 years old, okay? And I dated this guy that owned a motorcycle shop, and so I thought it was so cool because I was like the girlfriend of the guy that owned the motorcycle shop. Yeah. And so he bought me my first quad, and we went to, I think it was in California. It was called Banshee Hill. Yeah. And it was like the sand dunes, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and so exactly we, it's like a little lip. It's like you little, do a little dip, like a jump, and then you go all the way up this this yeah. hill called Banshee Hill. And I did that, and I kept whipping everybody's ass. The last race, I fucking went up, and I, I went too much. I gave you it too much. You weighed mu- like 90 soaking wet. Well, I can understand why you see? Yeah, well, yeah, it was really like I was on a Raptor. It was freaking awesome. And I, w- I did the little jump and then I just gave it too much gas and it flipped me over. My, I was wearing jeans and well, I- Well, f- your first problem. Well, I know, but this was like amateur shit. I'm glad he's an ex-boyfriend because- Yes, he, he almost killed me twice, actually. he's a fucking dumbass for no, letting he, you do that in jeans. Yeah, he he's actually a really big idiot. And yeah, it ended months after that. But, um, but I fl- it flipped me back and- the flag where the, you know, the flagpole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, and so I, ass. well, I went to fall. I went to, yeah. did you say go, it's go, still up there. Did you say go up my ass? <laughs> is that what, is that my problem this whole fucking time? I, I got that flagpole up my ass. Exactly. No, I, I fucking went to fall back just to let it go because I knew it was, I was flipping backwards. So I went to fall off. I broke the flag and then my belt loop caught around it. Oh shit. Took me underneath the tire in the, the tailpipe and so the tailpipe laid on my back and it dra- oh. it still dragged me up the hill that's how much power it had and then it finally came to a stop people ran and got me from underneath i was stuck between oh. the tire and the tailpipe i had the biggest blister on my back and i don't even know why i didn't go to a fucking hospital now that i look back i'm like you idiot but i just i, I did my own bandages and stuff like that and and I have this big scar on my back now. So that was my my one little wound thing. I mean, I got other little scars, but I mean, I guess that's like the one to talk about, the coolest one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we, oh, well, We're not talking about your broken heart, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> no Together? one wants to hear that sub story. Yeah, well, we don't want to go there, but 
Jacob just joined in. Hi, Jake. I did. Yeah, here come have a seat. Up, real dude. Quick. Oh gosh. Jesus. <laughs> Jacob came in hot. You right. Got t- you got tiny little chairs. Coming in hot, Jake. Uh, I'm gonna turn you up a little bit. I don't know if you're for. Jacob doesn't need any more turn up. <laughs> don't I? He, he turns up enough. Uh, Jacob, where's the wine? Lance, how the hell are you? You're right. Where is the wine? It's upstairs. You got to go grab it. It's on the counter. Here's some. My little bit. You're so funny. No, that's the whiner. That's, look at him. He, dad jokes over here left and right. Uh, okay, so you're still racing bikes, right? Yeah. Okay, tell me about that. Like, what's going on right now? Well, I mean... Obviously, during the whole COVID thing, I was I I was uh, I owned my own race team back in South Africa, mm-hmm. and then South Africa completely shut down. So I decided because of COVID, is that why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything just completely shut down. I was mm-hmm. like, I got to do something. It's, I've got some low friends in high places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I managed <laughs> I managed to to get myself on a on a repatriation flight to the US. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Even though I'm not American, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I find myself, I find myself over here. Um, BMW of Salt Lake actually, you know, they 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 asked me f- for some help with some of their marketing stuff, mm-hmm. um, doing track days, rider training, and also looking at starting starting a, a, a race team. And um, and yeah, we've it's it's been it's been a little bit of a work in progress right now. We've We've been we've had a few ups and downs, and you know I think the economy in in the U.S. has actually just been kind of up and down at this mm-hmm. point in time. So yeah, so companies are are figuring things out. Yeah. So um, I haven't given up the ghost. I'm still I'm still working full steam, trying to find sponsors, trying to find um, opportunity, um, rider training, looking at doing doing various things just to. Just to get back, get to, get to, just to get my ass back in the saddle and get back riding again, uh, because the ultimate goal for me is not just to be just the team owner. I want to, I want to develop youngsters. I want to run some riding academies and and you know, uplift the sport and bring possibly bring some new young talent to mm-hmm. America, um, increase the fold of of uh, talented youngsters, not just in America but from from around the world and you know just universally make this the championship and the series a, a better place to be um because there's so much potential out there and not mm-hmm. enough not enough of a platform for everybody anywhere yeah. else in the world i was lucky enough i i lived in i lived in europe for a few years um racing for ducati in the world superbike championship i know that bike ducati i'm actually yeah. familiar with that yeah. it's a hot bike <laughs> isn't don't they make cars too ducati Okay, no. I'm just kidding. They're it's the just Fer- a bike. They're the Ferraris and motorcycles. Okay, that maybe that's what they it is. They make a lot like. of bikes, though. Yeah, the uh, Cotti. a bike. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, I that's familiar. Like I know that. Yeah. I thought they made cars too. Sp- just joking. The spaghetti machine. Mm. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> you're working on your own business. You're on, you're working on building your own superbike team. Superbike team. Yeah. But you're still you yourself still want to compete, right? You're still yeah. competing. How yeah. long are you going to do that for? As long so as you I'm die. enjoying it, <laughs> for you'll because st- I guess age doesn't play uh, oh, real, yes, a big. Well, I mean, it doesn't in, in a sense, but it's not like an actual like sport, like we're football and. and oh no, it does. It is. It is. Yeah, because I feel like because the bike is the main majority majority of of uh, superbike and MotoGP and motorcycle races retire mid thirties. For real? Yeah. Why is that? Just because, because they've broken so many bones. Yeah, your body takes a toll, and, and mm-hmm. the training and the, the amount of the amount of effort that it goes that goes into being physically fit to ride a motorcycle. Your your body slows down. It demands a different kind of training. It demands a different mm-hmm. kind of preparation. All that kind of stuff because your body doesn't heal. your recovery time. And it's not just if you break bones. Your muscle recovery time is is a lot different. Mm-hmm. I've found that I've been able to evolve my my training and my technique enough that I that I, I I don't expend as much energy because of because I can I've I've managed to alt to 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 figure out what works and what doesn't and mm-hmm. and evolve from beginning to end of like if I start a race and and the race is 30 40 minutes long 
I can I can change my style in order to be as efficient as I need to be to last that duration. Mm-hmm. And that comes with experience. Okay. Where youthful exuberance doesn't. Mm-hmm. Youthful exuberance will more than likely you may win there you may win a race like straight off the bat, but you know refining that technique, refining that that progression of you know all the elements that it starts out everything everything starts out your bike weight let's say for example your bike weighs two hundred pounds mm-hmm. your fuel load may go down by ten pounds your brand new tires may the degradation on the tires may go down by fifteen to twenty percent all you gotta you gotta calculate all these elements like being a pilot mm-hmm. you may take off but once you're up in the air you got crosswinds you got headwinds and you have to you got to regulate all the time you you it's pitch it's acceleration where are you going how high are you going how much fuel you're going to be uh using you, you have to you got to manage so much it's not just sitting on a motorcycle and riding it riding it around yeah, in circles that's how i think i'm like oh you just get on go and then ooh you you yeah. may or may not win the race like that. i don't realize like what I mean, obviously, I figured there's got to be a lot like of, for training and stuff like that. But I it's just... It's a high-speed game of chess. Yeah. It's... it's a, Number one, it's a high-speed game of chess. Number two, it's the biggest confidence game that you will ever play with yourself. Because the one who dares wins. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be daring enough and calculative enough get all the stars and join all the dots and get everything to align. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, it's, and you take formula one, for example, it's, it's a bit of a long winded drawn out sport, but formula one, it's it kind of boring, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. There's so many variables in terms of fuel strategy, in terms of, tire strategy when to when to stop and change your tires how, and how long that stop needs to take um wait is formula one the one that they do in europe where they go yeah yeah okay it's well, like Indi- it goes on for days kind of IndyCar, isn't it indy cars is the kind of same same thing it goes on for days the race. no not really it seems like days it's like, <laughs> i mean it's like, I- fucking, <laughs> like 60 plus laps okay, yeah it feels like days <laughs> i mean I enjoy Formula One to an extent. I mean, you know, like over it. I watch it. I watch the start and I watch the. I nap and then. I'm, <laughs> then I'm you aw- wake up. I'm awake for the for the last like That's ten good. laps and for the for the exciting bits. Okay. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, I, I kind of understand everything that goes goes on behind the scenes. The engineering. This is there's just so much information that 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 is lurking in the background that people don't see. How long is um, a super bike race? Typically between 30 and 40, 40 minutes. And that's, con- so you're, are, okay. Consecutively. So we have two races a weekend uh-huh. on a super bike race. Okay. So we have two races, but but we have all these practice sessions of leading up to qualifying and then your two main races where those main races actually matter because you, you're accumulating points. Mm-hmm. Um. So 25 for a win, 20 for second, uh, 18, whatever, for third. Mm-hmm. But you, you're you accumulating points, and, and those points tallies carry on throughout the year. And the one with the most points at the end of the season wins. So an actual single race, though, it goes on about 30 to 40 minutes, you yeah. said? So yeah. you're you're continually racing yeah. at, that length? At 10 tenths. Do you, and like NASCAR, do you stop and they change out your tire and nope, shit? Because I've never don't. actually seen super a bike, super bike race. Super bike racing, no, we don't. We just wear balls to the wall for that period of time. I can't even... Did you know that they went on that long? No. I know very little about this. It was very interesting. I had no clue that you raced for 30 to 40 minutes yeah. continuously. Yeah. Your hands hurt from like everything, holding... Everything hurt. Oh my! And I and it's not it's not just think about I mean it's not just you're accelerating from let's call it zero to you you're doing two hundred miles an hour and you have to you have to let's say you're going down a straight at two hundred miles an hour 
you, you've got to get on the brakes and stop that motorcycle within 100 meters and get it to turn. Mm-mm. Yeah. While navigating so, all the other so racers. You, and- so exactly. And the G-forces, that's why I say it's a, it's a chess game. And you've got 10, 15, 20 guys around you at any given time. And you got to, you have to be in tune with whatever you think the next guy is going to do mm. at 200 mile an hour. What's the length of the track until you turn? Because, like, what's your straightaway? So, well, I mean, we're not just we're not just passing on the straightaway. We're See, passing wherever we can. So, so take two wheeler for uh, UMC or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. for example. Um, I think two wheeler is like four miles long. Mm-hmm. No, longer, five miles. I'm envisioning when I'm envisioning the superbike track as like a NASCAR track. Is that the correct thing? Is that the no. same? Okay, no. so what kind of track are we talking? No, I mean, there's... God, this is sad that I don't even. <laughs> I need to come out and watch you. Well, I'm inviting you now. We got a, we've we've got a track day coming up soon. We, I know you were meant to come out the last time, but you. Well, I. <laughs> you you pulled you pulled a lance on me. Thank you, and yeah. you returned the favor already. Now yeah. we're even. Now okay, we're even. Stop it. Okay. So, so. We actually turn left and right, <laughs> as opposed okay. as opposed to NASCAR. Okay. You guys are ambi turners. Yeah, I mean, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> so what's the track like? So it's just tell me. I mean, are you going through like you know? Have you ever been go karting? Yes. Same thing. Okay, it's like that. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. That makes sense. It's like a go kart track, but just bigger. Yeah. Okay. On steroids, like. Mm. A go-kart track is like a tenth of the size. Go-karts scare me when I race them. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an avid go-kart racer. Did you know that about me? No. Mm. But they scare you? Well, I mean, I get intense. Because I am I rarely press on the brake. I'm like we, full throttle. I think throttle. we should go. Well, I think all I think three of us. I think we should go with Lance. Get some training. Shit. Should we do it? Let's, Let's do go. it. Let's go. Let's I'm go. down. That grid one. That's yeah. badass with that's, the two levels. And it's just down the street. Yeah. What grid? What? What? The grid. grid. What's the grid. Oh, it's called the grid? What kind of a go-kart are you if you don't know where the grid this is? This must be new because I used to go up in Salt Lake and race, okay? I thought you were profesh. I put my hat, I mean, my jacket's hanging in my closet. Have you ever seen my race jacket? No, but I'm excited <laughs> to. <laughs> I really do have one. I'm not even kidding. It's got pads and everything. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, wow. I, uh, that was when my motorcycle days. I actually got into riding motorcycles, but mine was like on my first motorcycle. I didn't own it. It was my friend's. It was an Ascot. It was just some kind of motorcycle. It was when I lived in Las Vegas. And then my up, I was going to get a crotch rocket. Thank goodness I didn't because I, I, I'm i an idiot. They don't so. make them that small, Becca. Well, I have to. <laughs> they have do. To They've got those little tiny <laughs> mini no. bikes. The, the pocket bikes. No, I wasn't oh, the, doing... the groms. This was... <laughs> no, this would have been a full size. No, I would have to a lean. A full size grom. You know what I mean? You'd have to be on your tippy toes to yeah, lean yeah, to get yeah. on. Yeah, that's what I would have. Yeah, that's a full size grom for you. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you're whatever. Blame. Okay, so you're still racing. Yeah. Trying so, to. Trying to. When and you're never you're just you're never gonna give that up. You're just gonna continue until no, what? Your body I mean, gives out? Like when no. when when is enough is enough? When when are you satisfied when I to stop. be like, I'm gonna hang my spurs up and I'm just gonna coach and I'm just gonna be that leader. I think I think I'll ride until until I I feel the need to. Not professionally. I'll 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 always enjoy riding. Yeah, just like um, randomly, like but, out on. But I want to. I would. I mean, my ultimate goal is to own the team and and own. I want to be owner manager, running the team as a as a as a business, uh, because motorsport is a is a multi million dollar mm-hmm. business. So it's it's definitely something that that I know that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in it for thirty plus years, and. I will always, I will forever enjoy it, and and I'll I'll stop. I literally will stop riding when I when I stop enjoying it. But I don't think I'll I don't think I'll leave the business aspects of it or the business mm-hmm. side of it because there's there's so much opportunity, there's so much, um, there's so many avenues of 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 spotting talent, and mm-hmm. you know seeing seeing that light bulb moment in a rider's eyes. Because I know I've been on the receiving end of that, um, you know when when you figure shit out, 
How do you, when you say talent, like what's the talent for a super bike rider? Natural ability just to be fluid with a motorcycle. Just, I mean, you're, when you weighing 130 pounds are able to maneuver and just manhandle a 400 pound motorcycle around at 200 plus miles an hour and just make it your bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's talent. that's talent. That is talent. I and mean, I, you guys get you you hit you yeah. actually hit your knees when you're turning, yeah, we, right? We use we scrape our knees and elbows. Mm -hmm. We use them. We actually use them as as turning agents. Turning aids. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um and needless to say, I mean, I've I know a fair few female riders that are badass. They are super cool um, riders. Just, I mean, there's there's one Maria Herrera, Spanish girl. She won the 300 cc World Championship two years ago. No, oh. and there's there's been a fair few female, very top level, female um, motorcycle racers. Um, Melissa Paris here in the U.S. Unbelievable motorcycle racer. Mom of now two, mm -hmm. still still racing, still fast as fuck. Damn, she's good. That's cool. She's good. So it's it's not just a male dominated sport. Mm. There are some very very talented. So people. would your team be a mix of females and males? Is that is that an option? Absolutely. Okay, so it doesn't have to do anything. Just... Talent is okay. talent. It's, yeah. Talent doesn't have a gender. And so, when you say you want a team, like, what do you, are you out right now? Are you out scouting people? Like, how how do you build this team? Oh no, I I I have a, I have a very very good idea. Okay, so of, you got one in the making. I've got I've got a few. Mm -mm. I've got a few people that I would put first and foremost on my team, even before me. Mm -hmm. And. But it always boils down to money. Yeah. Um, you know, it costs anything upward of upward of two million dollars to run a team for a year. Mm -hmm. But it's a constant work in pro progress, showing value. I mean, I'm I'm coming into to the U.S. cold turkey. I'm, you know, I've got my credentials, which is the, which is probably the only reason why I want to start r racing in the team first because my credentials speak more for speak more it's loudly and you're paving avidly, the yeah, path yeah, right yeah, now yeah. yeah i need to pave the i need to pave the path in order to, to attract the sponsors yep and of my, course right now my cv is far outweighs mm -hmm. me coming in cold turkey and nobody knowing who i am when's your next race so pe can people go so, i mean can you tell people when your next next race is so they can go watch you well i mean until we get the team started i mean the um, there's a race coming up in Tuella that I that I may take part in. Um, I'm just we're just trying to kind of figure out the logistics around it with, with some of the some of the other um, motorcycle dealers or manufacturers. Um, it'll be happening in Tuella in June, um, but I, I think we'll we need to do we need to do one or two more podcasts. In fact, I think I yeah, think, when you show up, we can talk. Well, I think I think <laughs> our next I think our next challenge needs to be uh -huh. that. We need to do a we need to do a, a vlog, okay, of you at the track day, mm -hmm. learning about what it is that I do. I would absolutely love that, and it's going to be this month. Okay, so I'm down. You've got a few weeks to prepare, buy diapers, because <laughs> you are going to shit yourself. Yeah, I got pee work. pads, and I have my jacket already. I'm going to wear my jacket. I want to wear it though. No, not going to work. What? Don't worry, I've got a, I've got. It's I, got pads on the elbows. No. I don't think you, you need, know what I have. You need the full suit. I've I've got a I've got a suit. I've got a full okay, suit. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll wear a full suit. You're gonna, you're gonna have you're gonna need it. I'm excited. You're definitely gonna need it. Okay, I'm excited. What is the main difference between America and South Africa that you've noticed? Because you live you basically live here too. You live in America, yeah. so what's the main differences? Um, not very much. In terms of the lifestyle and in terms of um, South Africa is is very very close to kind of like a European lifestyle. We live we live. It's depending on where you go. 
where I live, it's very cosmopolitan. It's kind of like the New York, mm-hmm. but not really the New York, but it's, it's more beach lifestyle. Um, but but Cape Town, Cape Town's very cosmopolitan, very touristy. Um, lots of international own internationals own property there. It's a it's one of the it's one of the wealthiest cities in in South Africa, but um, at the same time, you know, I mean, you, you grow up. I grew up going to the beach, surfing, mm-hmm. doing whatever, and you know, having a decent lifestyle. See, um, real quick though, I mean, this is my ignorance, and I'm totally owning my ignorance. When I think of South Africa, I realize that there are cities, yeah. and there's rich city, cities and stuff like that, but. I think of just a ton of like huts and like you guys with the spears. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> like hunting for your food and hopefully there's a water. Like this is what I think. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. First of all, I've never Pocahontas. been there. Oh my but no, this is my ignorance. I'm totally owning my ignorance. I just think that there's more huts than actual cities. So well, when I went to, when I went to fucking Moab, I thought I'd see Pocahontas. See? Okay, so not really. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, look, you, you get it, you get it. No, but no. I, I just think of South Africa. I'm oh. like, they're still like, you know, like the oh. tribes. <laughs> I hate you right now, Jacob. What, what are you? <laughs> your laugh is so condescending. It's funny. Oh, Damn. so wow. it's obviously evolved a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, like it's only been a week, but yeah, it's oh evolved. God. But there is still parts in South Africa, right? That are still tribal, very tribal. No, yeah, they are. They, I mean, thank you. Okay, let's talk about the tribes. Like, you're, to, you're you're talking about tribal villages. The villages. That's what I'm talking about. Like the actual little villages. There's villages though. There's still actual. Say what you mean. Don't mean what you say. Okay, I'm gonna cut <laughs> you right now. Where's my knife? Can I? I need a cut. Uh, no, I'm talking about like there's still actual villages, right? Like little ones. No, no. I've really. watched Discovery Channels. They say that they exist still. How old was that? Was that uh, story? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Those National Geographic with Sigourney with the nudity. Was <laughs> Sigourney Weaver still in the fucking thing? The, well, the cover was like you know she had her tits out and she was feeding a child. Like yeah. that was the cover. Okay. South, so there's no villages. South Africa is is a built up city. Okay. It's not a built up city. South, I've South never Africa. been there, and obviously I, I haven't researched enough or any. So I'm just curious. So that's where I still think that there's villages. There. Let me put it. Let me put it this way: where, where South Africa is pretty much a first world country, still kind of stuck in a third world economy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you know, not not everybody's economy in the world is going to be as strong as the U.S. or, mm-hmm. the Euro- or Europe or any of these other places. I mean, you you, you could ex- you could say exactly the same thing about Australia. What do mm-hmm. you know about Australia? I know there's big snakes and big bugs. And a lot of kangaroos. That's what I know about Australia. What do you know about the people? Um, I hear they're really cool and great accents, hot accents. Okay. (laughs) What about their tribes? I don't know anything about Australia tribes, Australian tribes. When? why is that? Uh, I just never, I don't know. Do you know the Aborigines are the uh, original natives to Australia? I I didn't know that. And they ha- they still ha- kind of have like tribal areas mm. with where they live, but Australia is it, it in in essence Australia was actually originally a a, a convict colony. Mm-hmm. So people used to send all the convicts to Australia. I did you know that? I did not know the the I, convict thing. No. Oh, well, there you go. Mm, interesting. Takes a. Fucking dude from Africa to fucking educate an American. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, Lance. Hey, I have no problem saying that. I told you I was ignorant. I I totally owned it. I just I was curious. Ignorant. Ignorant. <laughs> I was ignorant. All right. No, okay. that was cool. That I'm was kidding. funny. But this is. I mean, this is. I. I mean, we could. We could talk about all types of worldly things. I mean, I. I lived in Italy for a while and speak Italian. So I didn't know you speak it exactly. I was going to say. I speak a little bit of Italian. Yeah, amore. Buongiorno. <laughs> Buongiorno. See? Arrivederci. Spaghetti. <laughs> Cappuccino. Uh, mamma mia. Where's the pizzicadelli? The pizza. I got oh my it. gosh. You're you right? speak Italian. Right? Did you even understand me? You're yeah, I did. You understand Italian. Yeah, I do. That's awesome. You're fluent. Mm-hmm, basically, yeah. Triple threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you had a good childhood, obviously, growing up. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. I did have a good childhood. I'm, I was blessed. And, you know, it just it wasn't for the lack of trying on my parents' part. And, you know, they, they gave me good grounding. They gave me a good gave me good guidance. And and I, I think that's a lot of the times, you know, parents kind of give up nowadays. Mm-hmm. They go, <sighs> whatever. Well, I think I th- it's not... <sighs> I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily give up. I mean, maybe some, but I th- I say because there's so many, just like you said, there's so many outlets for kids to get sucked into yeah. the technology and the gaming and everything. And I think if they just get to the point where they're like, okay, this is my break. But let's go back to one key word, mm-hmm. guidance. Yeah. I mean, guidance is, is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if parents took the time to discipline, guide, and execute, it would make. I'm not just going to say it would make their lives much easier, but it it would it would actually make a big steer. difference. It would it, it would make a big difference in steering the kids in the right well, direction. Just what you said. Take the time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And I feel like nowadays it's just like, oh my gosh, I had I don't have enough time in the day. I'm so busy and especially speaking to single parents. You I, know. Think it, I think it's the harder route to actually be a proper parent and yeah. be involved. It's easier to just let your kids do whatevs, you know. What makes them happy. Right? Yeah, and to make them happy, to give in to their demands because mm-hmm. it's easier in the short term to give them the thing than, here's a question, though. than take the time to discipline and teach them. Here's a, here's a question. Yeah. Would you rather discipline your kid now Ugh, or would you at. rather let a correctional officer discipline your kid later? Exactly. Ex- yeah. Exactly where it's going to go to. The, yeah. That's, that is, that is a fucking question of that's, note. Yeah. But it's, it's the harder route to like do it now. So many parents do what you said. It's like, it's easy to check out mm-hmm. and it's just well, more common now. And it's, and it's frustrating too. I'm constantly fighting my kids Get off your DSs. No more electronics for the day. Like I, I have to make it a lit. I have to give them a time limit in the morning and the afternoon when they can play it because I know it's something that they love to do. Mm-hmm. So here, here's a little bit of it. But guess what? Go outside and be kids. Yeah. And you know, and we did that the other day. We actually podcast about it and how what a wonderful day it was. Yeah. It was really I cool. was outside in you know gardening and planting and mowing and stuff like that, and they're out finding snakes and torturing them. Yes. <laughs> Poor snake. <laughs> If your, but, kids, if your kids don't like the discipline, buy them a fucking gum guard. A gum guard? What's a gum guard? You know, like what boxers use. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And if they back the fuck up, just knock them the fuck up. Yeah. That, that'll work for a while, and then and then child services will get called. In America, <laughs> it's a little different <laughs> than South Africa. Find the, find the fucker that calls child services. Oh, shit. They're the next one to get knocked the fuck it's out. It's got real. It's getting graphic, <laughs> We're going down a yeah. whole different yeah, right? whole different area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throw some, put a sheet over mm-hmm. their head and throw some water on them and beat them with a phone book. <laughs> shit. Man, that's yeah. some of the Africa shit you're talking about. <laughs> Africa. Damn. I knew it was different than America. Yeah, um, yeah our tribe in South Africa. We, see? We, not, we fuck shit up. I, yeah, I knew there do. was a tribe. That's <laughs> a lot of tribe. So, Lance, where can people follow you? And especially, the, I mean, I'm sure people are, when they listen to this podcast, and especially if they live here in Utah. You better have me back on. Well, I, yeah, I will. I've got but, a lot more to say. Okay. <laughs> you know? But I'm saying, like, where can they follow you? I can teach you? you so much about your podcast. <laughs> Obviously, it's not my first rodeo. You know? Yeah, yeah. I used to have, I used to have uh, my own. Uh, I used to have my own um, well, sports segment on on radio in South Africa. So you would talk sports on the radio? Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. impressive. How long did you do that for? For about two years, two three years. Can you give us an example of what you'd say? Let's pretend there's a sports on. It was in a completely different language. You wouldn't understand it. Do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> It wasn't in a different language. Oh, no, yeah. but I know. I mean, we we talk about sport of the day and mm. things and mm. kind of. What's your radio voice? I want to hear it. Give me an example. Just okay. Here, let me give you an example. Okay, there's there's mo- there's motocross on right now. This is my radio voice. Wait, do you have a radio voice? The, no, announcers usually. Have you heard do. it when she speaks into your microphone? <laughs> 
No, I'm okay. not paying attention. <laughs> no, like announcer, like, hey, and the next one's coming up, and then oh, he hit a jump, and then no, oh no, he crashed. That's, that's live sports. Oh, see, that's voice. what I was thinking. You're doing no we, sports news. Oh, so you're like, so you're just talking normal right now. You're yeah, like, sports. Oh, news. Jimmy hit that jump. No, jump. <laughs> no, you'd be. <laughs> Swear you'd never been on radio before. I have been on radio, <laughs> but mine's different. Mine's just like right now how it is. Exactly, you know? and this is us reporting on the news. So, okay. so what happened? I just think news. I think it's a little bit more jazzed up. No, it's not. Not mm. no. Not in South Africa. Not Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too fucking jazzed. Oh, up. shut up! <laughs> All right, what's your what's your Instagram handle so people can follow you and find you? Twitter and Instagram is at Lancelot. 38. L A N C E L O T number 38. Which is, isn't it, ta- isn't there a sword on your back? This is Lancelot. No, that's a the that's, tattoo. It's a, yeah, it's the knife where somebody stabbed me in the back. <laughs> I'm kidding. For real? I was like, holy shit, this no, has got I'm deep. Jesus. <laughs> Leave him out of this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's Lancelot's sword. Yeah, where he pulls no, out I'm of the back. stone, right? Yeah. So clever, Lance. And you have that Look big, at you. You do you know, know something. You do know a little bit of history. Well, I learned that when we went on the cruise and I, I saw that tat, that humongous tattoo on your back. I was like, holy shit, Lance, that's a big sword. Yeah. But yeah, so that's cool. That's what she said. <laughs> oh my God, we're going to end right there. All right. Thanks, Lance, for joining us on the Becca Hayes Show. And we will keep in touch. We'll podcast again if you decide to show up. We'll see if it happens or not. Vlog at Tuwila Racetrack. Yes, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll stick some GoPros on bikes and oh that oh that's a great idea yeah. i love that all right i'm down either that or we can go up and down the canyon mm-hmm. i'm down for either one let's do it here we go <laughs> done let's hope that was recording it is, <laughs> could you just wait till it's done <laughs>